0: You're listening to Rosie on the House. Come
1: on around back Arizona. and We're going all the way back. Back to the back 40 today. It is the first Saturday of the month. So we're joined with Julie Murphy of the Arizona Farm Bureau and our Farm Fresh segment. And the goal of this is to help connect you with produce harvest goods, farm and ranch products that are coming to market in real time and in this month because we've got uh, a very active agricultural industry in Arizona, a $23 billion industry and there's something virtually every single month that's coming to harvest even in our top heat and today we're talking
2: beans. Oh boy. <laughs> and you know I thank you Romy and uh, it's good to be back on the show this month. I uh, we always joke, and everybody, without even singing it out loud, has that little
1: beans. <laughs> the magical fruit. <laughs> yeah,
2: beans. The magical. <laughs> but I, um, the musical fruit. But fruit. But I call it the magical because it's an amazing uh, nutrient. Beans are one of nature's healthiest foods. Uh, they're naturally low in. In total fat, contain no saturated fats or cholesterol and provide important nutrients such as fiber, protein, calcium, iron, folic acid, and potassium. And a lot of our uh, vegetarians and vegans, they're really heavy duty on the beans because they know they can get their protein from beans naturally. And we grow a lot of this magical and musical fruit
1: in Arizona. And you bring in a local farmer? Yes. As it relates to somebody that... Uh, is familiar with the crop, and we'll talk through it. And uh, Your guest today
2: is Andy Hacker. He is the operations manager for Bonita Bean Company, one of our largest bean companies. And we we hear company, we think corporate. Well, actually, all of the beans that are cycling through that system at Bonita Bean are coming from our Arizona uh, farmers, mainly in southeast Arizona or Cochise County. So we'll probably—Andy, are you on the line? I am, yeah. And we'll probably get to hear some of the farmers. So we want to give the mic over to you and let you tell us about Bonita Bean from Wilcox, Arizona.
0: Okay. So I, I, I'll probably start at the beginning here. Bonita Bean is, is our uh, sister company. Um, our larger company, our parent company is Bonanza Bean in, in uh, west central Minnesota.
2: But it's all um, about beans.
0: <laughs> it is, yes. <Yeah>, so <laughs> every day we think about beans or we talk about beans um, I wouldn't say we eat beans every day, but we're probably pretty close. Awesome. Um, Bonanza bean was started in 2008 in Morris, Minnesota. Um, it was a dream of a young farmer uh, to process his own beans, take the, take the crop from the field and process them and sell them to the canners, the growers, the packagers, um, whoever it would be um, throughout the U.S. Um, we currently are selling beans in the U.S. and internationally um, through these facilities. Um, And the focus today, I guess, will be bonita bean. Um, We purchased bonita bean two years ago um, from some local growers um, that grew up in the Morris area in Minnesota until they were of the age of, I believe, 10 and 14.
2: I didn't realize that, Link. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yep. So they grew up here in Minnesota, just just very close to where a lot of us grew up or started farming south of Morris. Um, And we'd always told them if they were ever interested in, in... selling their business we'd be interested in buying. Um, So two years ago, Bonanza Bean acquired Bonita Bean. Um, We weren't processors of Pinto beans at that time um, but that is one commodity we brought on so the the major bean that we process in Bonita Bean would be the Pinto beans. And we package all them um, in a dry pack so all them go out pretty well into your grocery stores um, throughout the Arizona, California, New Mexico area.
2: Now, so most of their uh, distribution from our Arizona pinto bean farmers, then through Bonita Bean, they're mainly staying. That distribution is mainly staying in the Southwest.
0: It is. It's it's staying in the Southwest. We just don't see any. We have had zero overseas or, or international sales yet. Um, we have sold some splits internationally, um, but the whole pinto beans are staying. In the Southwest, there's a large Hispanic um, population, or I shouldn't say population, but Hispanic uh, food being served or made, um, which these pinto beans are good for. Your refried beans, your charro beans. Um, we do we do, do a small amount of a nine bean soup mix um, that we sell directly out of our office there.
2: So, if I'm going to purchase some pinto beans, regardless of the grocery store I go to in Arizona. My the percentage of me getting them from the Bonino, Bonita Bean Company is going to be pretty high then.
0: It would be very high, yeah. I would say we work with a lot of grocery stores in that southwest. Um, but that is uh, there. I'm sure there's a lot that are coming out of the North Dakota area also, with North Dakota being the largest producer of pinto beans.
2: In fact, uh, Andy, since you mentioned that, the top ten states that grow beans, just for some trivia here, is North Dakota, Michigan, yeah. Nebraska, your state, Minnesota, Idaho, Colorado, California, Washington, Wyoming, and Texas. And I'm kind of bummed to not see that Arizona is in that top 10 list. But what makes Arizona special for growing beans?
0: So the the Arizona crop is actually a second crop. Um, A lot of the farmers are planting wheat or barley or something before the beans. And we're actually planting right now. Um, A lot of the farmers are taking off their barley now, planting their beans. So it's a second crop. And then the beans will come off in October, so it adds another um, round of gross profit or gross margin to their farms, uh, where their where their crops are not sitting idle, um, where the least amount of water intake per protein. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you you don't need as much water to grow beans as you would corn or cotton um, or even alfalfa. Um, okay, so that's a lot, that's the biggest reason why they're planting that as a second crop.
1: And if you're planting now in July and you're harvesting four months later in October, you s- not, nope. said not only is it a low water resumption, that's a fast turnaround.
0: It is, yeah. 90-day uh, maturity on a lot of the, a lot of the pinto beans. Um, we are doing something new and exciting this year um, in the, I'm going to call it the Wilcox Valley. We are planting some black beans.
2: Oh, awesome. Um, there
0: has been, there has been a, Big movement uh, to change, or a lot of people are eating black beans now. So
2: now, why is that? Is that, that higher protein?
0: Um. No, I would say it's the same protein matter. It's, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with color, taste, um, preference. Um, the preference of our, of our people are changing, I think, a little bit.
2: And some um, of and the so top um, beans that are grown from the 10 states that I mentioned and other states, but those are the top 10, we've got the black-eyed. And by the way, we do black-eyed uh, beans here in Arizona. Uh, Tim, I think of Tim Dunn in Yuma. He does a lot of those. The Great Northern, the Pinto, the Kidney. Again, the black bean that you just mentioned, that's coming online at Bonita Bean. Cranberry yep. red, Lima, and baby limas, garbanzo, and navy are some of the top beans produced here in the United States. Yep. So, um, what's so obviously market is generating um, the move by our Wilcox farmers to grow more of the black bean, but your um, traditional bean is going to be a mainstay in production, especially through Bonita Bean, correct?
0: Yeah, it, the pinto bean will be the biggest, okay. be the biggest variety that we're we're just dabbling this year to see what kind of yield and production we can get to see if we can be competitive with other areas that are producing black beans at this time, and and we know that there's a need or a or a want in the southwest. So um, we currently do ship beans from Minnesota down to the southwest, um, black beans to be processed.
2: So it's a second crop for our Wilcock farmers but here's another question I have are you are we planning seasonally beans different here in Arizona in terms of the time as they are like for example in Minnesota is that extending this regular production harvest cycle or what's the difference if there is anything
0: Um, I would say the biggest difference is you're able to double crop um, the beans with the wheat or the barley
2: Okay. Um,
0: here in Minnesota in in the upper Midwest where there's a lot of farming done, you know, corn and soybeans and edible beans, we're only able to raise one crop. We're we're down in Arizona, Hard. Um, you have the ability to to double crop.
1: Hard to get anything to germinate under snow.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. So
2: I I'm sorry, but I'm going to be partial to the pinto beans we grow here in Arizona and I mean I might even dare say that I think they're tastier than the ones in minnesota although i'm talking to a Minnesotan, so that might not be fair to say correct
0: <laughs> uh, i would <laughs> i would have to agree with you though oh really now why um well we just get down in down in bonita we get a little nicer color um seems to cook a little better uh we've noticed that um from what we've seen you know owning the facility for the past two years and there is there's a preference in the southwest for our beans um because of that they and they keep a little bit better Um, the cold weather in the north does change the color of the beans a little bit whereas in the southwest our beans stay a little whiter and a little brighter longer um, throughout the year
2: and you know americans it's all about beauty (laughs) it's all about beauty and taste Uh, another fun little trivia point about the pinto beans and beans sort of in general is dry pinto beans are one of the most cost efficient forms of protein and like the egg It's a power-packed punch of protein that we can enjoy at a very economical uh, rate. So that's why I would always encourage families to put that in the mix of everything that they do with their diet and their menu is add beans because you're getting your protein, they're healthy, they're easy to cook, and my goodness, we can save a little bit in the pocketbook.
1: And to put that in comparison, $0.07 for a half a cup of beans where it's $0.82 for four ounces of chicken. Yep.
2: So um, let's add more beans to our diet, musical and magical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) January 6th is National Bean Day, but it's in July on the 3rd that it's National Eat Bean Day. It's just in time for the explosive 4th of July. The USDA recommends adults eat more than three cups of beans per week for maximum health benefits. That's currently three times the average consumption. So we'll talk about different recipes and how to incorporate all these different bean types into your diet.
3: Beans, beans, the musical fruit The more you eat, the more you toot The more
2: you toot, the better you feel So let's have beans for every meal Ate my
3: beans
1: Is it just me or is that a very British accent?
2: Very British
1: Every hour Beans. beans Every hour 38.5 tons of baked beans are eaten in Britain
2: (laughs) So it has to be an English (laughs) voice I knew that song would come up so, Andy, I have a good question for you. Yeah. How many farmers in the Wilcox area, Cochise County, are growing pinto beans and then also the black beans this season?
0: So we'll have, we'll have only one farmer growing the black beans this year. We, we only wanted um, one pivot to see how they grew and to see how it would work first before we, we jumped in and did any more. Um, we want to make sure it's going to be successful. You know, for the grower in for Bonita Bean before we would do more acres. But currently, right now, I believe we have got about 12 different farms that are farming the beans. Um, anywhere from, I think this year will be around 6,000 acres. Last year, we were around 8,000 acres. Um, and like I said before, it was a double crop, so it's it's coming on after their their wheat or their barley is coming off.
2: And we've got some real veteran farmers that really know how to grow the pinto bean. Um, I know some of them. We we've got John Hart, who's a yep. Arizona Farm Bureau member and is in leadership, serves on the state board as and is also Cochise County Farm Bureau's president at the county level. Um, who else might we give props to?
0: Um, we've got we've got a couple farmers in the Dunlaps. We have we have younger farmers too um, that are coming on, which is really exciting to me. Uh, we have Justin and Casey Hawes that have been farming beans for some years now. Um, JD Dunlap, um, who's a young farmer, and also that being said, JD's dad has done it for a long time, and Darren and his uncle um, Doug Dunlap. And so that's really exciting to me to see the young, the young farmers continuing this program because um, that is really what we need. We we see that across the states, um whether it be you know Minnesota, North Dakota. Uh, Arizona, we're seeing a lot of young farmers that are doing these edible bean crops, and they're not easy. Um, it's not like corn and soybeans um, in the Midwest where it's easy to spray the chemical, easy to put the crop in. Um, we're we're dealing with specialty equipment, and a specialty bean. You know, this bean is coming from the field right to your you know right to your plate.
2: Awesome, and like uh, it was mentioned earlier, it's a quick growing you know, four, four or five minutes, and then it's ready for harvest. You said pivot. One farmer is just doing one pivot of the black beans. For our listener, kind of explain that, because that might be a little bit confusing to so understand. So center
0: pivot um, irrigation is is rotated around about 120 acres on a quarter of a land, which a quarter of land would be about 160. Um, we, we farm everything down there under center pivot irrigation. Um, I don't believe there is a few... People that have drip um, line irrigation, not many, but most of it in that valley is center pivot irrigation, and uh,
2: and it's low like water it, use, and they can really yep. manage it. Props to yep. John Hart again; is he he can manage his pivots right on his smartphone, and yeah. they'll signal him when one's going off and the other wouldn't. One's com- coming on, and he can really manage and monitor. It's very precise today compared to what it
1: used to be. If you've ever flown across America and looked down and saw a circle crop, that's right. a pivot. That's a pivot,
2: yep. So, um, but I have to ask this what, uh, and you've already given us props here in Arizona in terms of being really good at growing pinto beans, but what sets Bonanza and Bonita bean companies apart in the world of growing beans for our consumers?
0: Oh, (laughs) what sets us apart? Um, You know, it's a small industry. Um, You know, there's probably 1.5 to 1.7 million acres of edible beans planted every year versus your 90 million acres of corn. Um, I would say, you know, we, we really work hard at customer service. So at the end of the day, if there's a customer that calls and says, I need... One 10-pound bag of beans, we are going to ship that to them. Um, we do that all over the 48 states for sure. Um, I think I've seen where we've sent one to Hawaii, um, a, a 10-pound bag of beans. And that's probably someone that has grown up in Arizona that has tasted the beans and, and found a likening for them or just a love for pinto beans. Um, you know, we have three separate ba- brands that we're running out of Bonita Bean, which being there's on a pride bag, which you'll see in a lot of your uh, food cities, El super supermarkets. Um, we have a Muley brand, which is in your Bash's supermarkets in, I think, the Phoenix area. Um, and then we run our Bonanza Bean brand, um, which is only our black beans. Okay. Um, these are, those are the three brands you can find in the stores today.
1: And the, you mentioned beans as not only uh, musical, but magical. And yeah. it is one of those... Rare harvest items that you don't need uh, preservatives, right?
2: Yeah, no. it's easy to store. It's, it lasts for a long time, and it's it's a healthy it's a healthy crop that we need. Uh, one other thing I want to give props to on. Uh, Bonita Bean is that anyone in the Wilcox area can go to the plant and they have a store right on the premises and you can buy bags of beans right there. So you're, you're getting as local as you possibly can and as fresh as you possibly can.
1: And one of the talking points you had is in the 1980s, an (coughs) archeologist in New Mexico discovered a clay pot sealed with pine tar that contained bean seeds. That were estimated at fifteen hundred years old, and they grew. There you go. <laughs> we need our beans. That's that's impressive. That is impressive. And there's not a lot of other, uh, you know, you, you couldn't, uh, 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 carrot seeds probably, <laughs> yeah, or or fifteen hundred year old carrot. You couldn't from that, you know, uh, a produce carrot. That's not the seed. The seed comes off the, the shoot on top, where the bean is both the seed and the fruit and last documented at least 1,500 years. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. We're joined with Andy Hacker, the Bonita Bean Company, and Julie Murphy with the Arizona Farm Bureau. We've got more farm facts uh, coming up here at Rosie on the House. If you have a question or like to talk to her, it's one 888 4348 or you can text questions to 411-923. Here's a lovely song about my favorite food. Lima, lento, soy, and pinto, navy, northern, and garbanzo, kidneys, and frijoles, negros, I love beans. Did you record that beans. yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're doing in the studio I with the door closed?
0: All oh, oh, two I'm minutes here. of it, yeah. High
1: in fiber, uh,
2: no in my brother keeps texting and me, and one no of the things fact. he said, it took him 15 years to perfect his bean recipe. Um, but he's got it where he wants it, apparently. And Andy, I hope that your family eats a lot of beans if, since you're growing so many.
0: Oh yeah. Yep.
2: (laughs) Any special recipes that you guys can eventually share for, fill your plate?
0: I tell you, my wife, um, my wife likes making black bean brownies.
2: um, Oh, really?
0: And, and beans, black bean brownies are, maybe black beans, they can be gluten-free, um, you know, their paleo at that point in time, which is a which is a high, you know, diet that's being talked about a lot.
2: Yep, that's one of the um, popular diets.
0: Yeah, and, and it they're really, really good. They are they are rich. Um you know, you I don't think you can tell much of a difference if you ask me. Um wow. my wife makes. Uh Bean barbecues, and the first time I ate them, I thought there was meat in them, but there was no meat in them.
2: Wow. Okay, so you're going to have to send us some of those recipes. <laughs> Tell Echo your wife. I, um...
0: I do. I do believe they're on our website. <laughs> okay. Um, if not, we will get them posted. Um, we do have two websites that we are running. One's bonitabean.com, bean dot com, and the other one's bonanza dot com. And and if they're not, if they are not on there, we will get the, we'll get them on the website for sure. But. Anybody can look up our website and and see how to cook the uh, pinto beans or or any other recipes that we have talked about for sure.
2: And Jennifer here in studio has some recipes to talk about. Well, one of Rosie's and my favorite
3: things to do is take our own little staycations. And no matter where we go, we could pick up Arizona cookbooks. So a couple years ago, we stopped by the Diamond X Ranch up by Greer. And the Wink Krigler is third generation, I guess, at least. Her grandparents were was her, mo- her grandma was Molly Butler from Greer. And so the she's- Molly Butler lot, yes,, yeah. the Molly Butler lot. and she has an incredible museum she calls the Little House Museum. But she offered to take Rosie and I through. We thought it'd be thirty minutes. It was two hours of fantastic Arizona history. So we bought her book coming out, Beans and Things. By Winky Krigler. And so there's a great cowboy bean recipe in there. And I've posted it on our Facebook page, the actual recipe. And then uh, I do believe it's out of print. You'd have to order it from Amazon. But I saw it for as low as 5 bucks. But it's got great Arizona history. And all kinds of recipes you probably never even thought of. One for a week back. One for beauty tips. uh, One for dandelion wine. So there's just all kinds of interesting things, plus lots of pictures of the ranch and history included.
1: Now, how do you know when you've soaked a bean long enough to cook? If you're pulling them out and they're dry, I've, I've cooked, soaked them for 24 hours and it wasn't enough.
3: <laughs> I've never soaked them longer than that. Um, and I don't usually test them. I just, you know, what they swell. So if I, mm-hmm. I don't actually touch them, but if if you can see that they've swollen, then they're then they're ready. Soaking
0: your beans will cut the cooking time. Uh, it depends on the bean in half. So,
2: yeah. And it always rinse them and get the little rocks and dirt out, too. And, Andy, do you have any tips on that?
0: Um, I, I will actually tell you, I cheat. Um, so we've got what we call an easy bean cooker. Um, Forty-five minutes I can have my pinto beans made, um, and about 15 minutes later we can have them.
3: Is it a, pressure cooker? a pressure cooker? pressure cooker, I bet.
0: It's like a pressure cooker, yeah. yes. Yep, and it, it works phenomenal. Um, yeah, any pressure cooker it'll work in, um, like I said, Pinto beans take about 45 minutes, um, and they're, they're good to go. They're good to eat after that.
2: And beans can be made into burgers, cakes, drinks, pies, fudge, muffins, obviously Echo's uh, brownies, black bean yep. brownies, jewelry, furniture, believe it or not. We, hey, we have the famous <laughs> bean bag chair, toys, and musical instruments. But now, you know, of course, there's the... I might get in trouble with my ranchers, but I'm going to qualify this one. There's that alternative burger where you—it's a bean burger instead of meat. But for our listeners and our families, just remember, Arizona ranchers, nothing can replace a juicy steak. So, and the beans go right next to it. Yeah, and the beans go right next <laughs> have to have both. Us. We can have both. So, stress that point. But yes, there's a lot of ways that we can eat beans.
1: We've got a texture that wants to know, how do you grow beans? So you had mentioned uh, it's a second crop and you're planting now. So now would be
0: the time to plant.
2: Yes. So Andy, any tips on that from our caller or our no. questioner?
0: Yeah, no. Right now, like I said, we're planting beans. Um, the farmers are taking the crop off and they're coming back with their planters, planting about inch and a half to two inches deep. Um, and then uh, hopefully this time of the year, it's what we call the monsoon time of the year in Arizona, where you're getting rains you either get rains to get it coming up or you're you're watering it um, probably about every other day. So we actually like to we like to monitor the water going on for the fact that you can get diseases if you water too much. So we we do we do only water about every other day.
2: And you know, it's natural for humans to grow beans because according to the trivia that we found, they've been growing for thousands of years uh, the the archaeologists tell us as long as 6 thousand years so we can grow beans if we put our heart and mind to it but you said it's kind of a delicate crop or is that more the black bean it's not farmers do this good because they've figured out the inputs and everything else that goes into it correct
0: right they and they are a very delicate crop it, it you know it's not like combining corn or soybeans um, it takes some it takes some time to make sure that you're not cracking. The beans in half because we want nice whole beans when we're done you know so the farmers have to drive a little slower um than you would normally drive for harvesting um and then it's like i said they're they're really monitoring that they're bringing in nice big whole beans um into our facility so and you talk about technology you know with the, the dirt and the rocks that can come in um the at bonita bean you know we've got a new distoner, we've got new technology that's coming in to remove all the impurities you know we're not saying we're nine hundred uh, percent you know but we're we're getting close to 99 percent of that dirt or rocks removed
2: so um, uh we inf- do
0: we do always tell everybody look at your beans clean them before you put them in your pots or, or you soak them and, and take out many any impurities that you might see
2: but you're getting to the place of perfection almost with technology. Yeah, yep. It sounds, and yep. we've been talking a lot of about pinto beans and that Arizona grows them really well. Obviously, here in the Southwest, but we we would be remiss if we didn't mention, and I probably won't say it right, the tepary bean, tepary bean that is native to the Southwest, and a lot of our uh, Native Americans, uh, particularly the Pima and Papago tribes, grow this native bean. It's um, it's been grown here in the Southwest and Mexico since pre-Columbian times. It's more drought resistance than the common bean, and it's obviously grown in the desert and semi-desert conditions from Arizona through Me- New Mexico, Mexico, and Costa Rica. And I have to also acknowledge that one of our uh, Farm Bureau family farmers, the Button family, Roman. Ramona Button of Ramona Farms grows this Native American bean and it's a very tasty bean and it's high in protein. It's very healthy and uh, I just love the Button family and all that they do to not only preserve some of our native type of seeds and crops but uh, some of the amazing agriculture that they do they're right on Ramona Button's farm which is called Ramona Farms. Just had to give them a props. The other thing is, if you go to Fill Your Plate, um, I want to highlight the fact that uh, we've got a lot of recipes that include beans. And also on our blog, if someone is going to that website in the lower right corner, select uh, the blog link and then do a search on beans. And up will pop several articles about beans, everything including the health and uh, some of this fun trivia that we've been sharing today and a few other very interesting things right
1: on Fill Your Plate. Some other interesting things: the Alabama Butterbean Festival set the record for the largest pot of baked beans at one thousand and ten gallons. I'd like to know how many people it took to eat <laughs> one thousand gallons of beans. How many? How many homeless shelters did they supply as a result of that?
2: It sounds like one of the festivals that you guys probably put on with your <laughs> fish fries and stuff, right?
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, Black Eye. I don't remember a lot of beans in Cajun cream, but black-eyed Red beans and, and rice. Red beans and rice. Red beans yep. and rice, yeah.
3: Yeah. Did you mention, you probably did, that it's National Baked Bean Month? So I threw up a our family favorite baked bean recipe on Facebook as well. We just had it 4th of July, and it's actually adapted from my LSU Tiger Baked Cookbook. Ooh. I'm
2: starting to get hungry, and I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going to have beans for lunch. I think
3: I need to diversify my bean recipes. I want to do those burgers and brownies.
1: Yes. In Nicaragua, newlyweds are given a bowl of beans for good luck. Well, there you go. I
2: think everybody should be given a bowl of beans (laughs) for good luck, (laughs) if if it really
1: works.
0: After the honeymoon.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ancient Greece, uh, minor public officers were elected by putting one white bean with a load of black beans inside a bean bowl. Whoever was able to pick the white bean out was the new official. I bet they probably got better results in some uh, current elections. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I don't know. Sometimes maybe we should convert back to the bean selection. You know, another fun thing about Cochise County is the diversity of agriculture. So we've been focused on beans, and we know that Bonita Bean Company is going to produce now two types of beans, the black and the pinto. But, you know, in Cochise County, if our uh, listeners tour down there they can go to wine country we've got such amazing wine country down in uh, southeast Arizona we're we're growing all sorts of crops if you want variety go to and you want to see variety in our agriculture you need to go to Cochise County including our pistachios and pecans we've got a lot of agriculture taking place and some of those farms there farms you can visit fill your plate has a new little searchable feature visit a farm and at least a dozen are right there in cochise county
1: i've got a texture having the same problem i did anasazi beans soaked for 48 hours and still rock hard
2: they were not (laughs) (laughs) tender enough hmm and i've seen those they almost uh they're two colored they're multicolored. i think it's almost a purple and white bean the anasazi if i remember that right so uh, and andy are we growing any of those do we have plans to grow any of those
0: No, not currently. Um, (laughs) A lot of them are growing up in the Midwest, Michigan area.
2: Oh, really? So, are you? So now we've got these two crops. Is there anything even more futuristic that we can look at that the two bean companies are going to be tackling?
0: I would say, as as the as the consumer changes, we'll we'll look into every possibility. currently a lot of our kidney beans you know in the u.s like we're producing in minnesota go to pack or go to canners yet so they get canned um the climate in in arizona is so dry um that like kidney beans don't work real well um and some of your white kidneys your light kidneys some of that them beans don't work as well as your blacks and your pintos the people are still making from that dry state um your your beans that are mainly canned um because of the dry climate doesn't grow or doesn't work as well into the canners. Um, I believe in Tucson, you have a larger canner um, in Arizona canning or fairball foods that um, takes in canned beans yet. So um, we do sell, we do sell some of the, do sell some into that market.
2: Okay. So climate is a real influence on what we can and can't grow here. Certainly in Arizona.
1: Yep. One interesting tip from a texter said you can cook pinto beans with quartered potatoes. Then you throw the potatoes away, and this helps, quote, degas the beans. Ooh. Have
3: you ever heard that? And the other one I've heard is that if you put in like a teaspoon of baking soda, that also will help. I've heard that one. And the third thing I've heard is if you, after you soak them, you throw that water away and start over, that should help as well.
0: And when in doubt, Beano. Beans and cornbread.
1: Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. I never thought I would be hungry for beans and cornbread at beans breakfast cornbread time, but that does make me hungry. <laughs> and, and now I, I could use a bowl of bean and cornbread. And my mom used to make
2: the best pinto bean and cornbread meal. I can totally
1: remember that. Very good observation. I read this week, just doing uh, farm fact research and everything, a quote by JFK. The farmer is the only man in our economy who buys everything at retail, sells everything at wholesale, and pays the freight both ways. <laughs> and that's why less than
2: 2% of the population is still in agriculture. It's but tough being a farmer.
1: 96% of those farmers in America are, are farms in America, are family our family owned.
2: farms, yep. And it's an amazing group of people and ones that we can celebrate 24-7 because they're taking care of us 24-7.
1: And the Arizona Farm Bureau has a young farmer and rancher program that helps bring in the next generation of farmers, because that's something we're always going to need.
2: So if you're up and coming, you're a young farmer, join the Farm Bureau, and we can take care of you. The other thing about that is that we develop leadership skills. There's actually a lot of learning experiences. One thing that's fun that's occurring at Arizona Farm Bureau right now, too, with our membership, is we're also drawing a lot of our foodies and even restaurants. I'm going to highlight one farm Farm Boy, I keep wanting to call them Farm Bureau, but it's Farm Boy. <laughs> they're in Queen Creek, and uh, they're only a year old. They just joined our membership here in Arizona Farm Bureau, partly because a lot of the food that they pull in, they're getting from our local farmers and ranchers throughout the state, our beef, uh, the beef that they cook, and uh, the produce. And and then what's so cool about that is a lot of the farmers and supplier farmers and ranchers that supply them are also members of Arizona Farm Bureau. So there's, we get a lot of support from even the what I'd classify as the non-ag person, someone that's just uh, celebrating our farmers, wants to be members. And our associate membership, by the way, is only $59. If you're a farmer or rancher, depending on the county you're in, it's either $142 for the year. The farmers have told themselves, yes, we need to pay more because we're more involved with Arizona Farm Bureau. Uh, Yuma and Maricopa County, it's $180. But, you know, going back to Fill Your Plate, that's where you can do a search on um, our farms that you can visit. Uh, Rosie, you and I were talking off air that um, what's so valuable today is our Arizona families can actually visit some of these farms. And a lot of them are open almost seven days a week. But if you go to our website and you search for the Visit a Farm section and you select one of the farms in an area that you want to go to, it will give you the hours of operation. Like Schneff Farms and Queen Creek, you know, there's certain, in fact, in the middle of the summer, I think they kind of shut down for a while. But once they're back online, they're operating and open almost seven days a week. And that's typical with Mortimer Farms, Apple Annie's and Wilcox. We've been talking a lot yeah. about Wilcox. And even, Andy, if you're still on the line, you can go to Bonita Bean Company and it's even though it's the processing plant, so to speak, for our beans, you feel like you're coming onto the farm because you're uh, connecting with the farms. You're buying the farmers' beans from the Cochise County area. Andy, are you still online?
0: I, yes, I am still online. Yes, you, you can visit our um, facility any day of the week, Monday through Friday. Um,
2: and what are your hours for someone coming to buy a bag of pinto beans?
0: So we're there from 8 to 4.30 is what we tell everybody. Um, I think the guys do start at 7 in the morning, so if someone would come by at 7 in the morning, we would gladly sell them a bag of beans um, until up to about 5.30 at night. That being said, if if people want to know exactly where the beans come from, uh, this time of the year especially, there are bean fields being grown very close to the plant, which we could take people out right to the actual plant and see it grow um, back through and watch the beans being stored and cleaned at our facility.
2: That's pretty neat. And um, like you said earlier, we're good at growing our pinto beans here in Arizona. And, and um, we're, you know, callers, uh, send us your recipes if you have some good recipes. We've even had some tips on how to cook them. And um, it's, you know, Fill Your Plate is the place to go when it's all about beans.
1: And you had mentioned earlier just how healthy they are. Uh, low in fat? no saturated fat or cholesterol important nutrients fiber protein calcium iron and potassium a lot of a lot of benefits and somebody can go sign up for a farm bureau membership at
2: at azfb.org so there's
1: two websites you got to remember right. find it, sign up for your farm bureau membership <laughs> <laughs> at azfb.org that's our student that's not
2: us it's the studio guy <laughs>
1: After an hour of beans, it's it's built up. <laughs> it does, and that's uh, for a non-farmer. It's sixty-five a year. It's uh, fifty-nine. Fifty-nine a year for a year. Sixty dollars for the year. A lot yeah. of Farm Bureau uh, benefits with it. Yes, you can. That's good for five hundred dollar discount on any purchase at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, on top of all the incentives from both Ford and Sanderson that come along.
2: As myself, a member, because I'm a member of Farm Bureau and I carry the Farm Bureau Financial Services Insurance, um, I have access to over 200 benefits. That's better than one of those coupon booklets that you can buy for $59 a year.
1: So then it (laughs) helps support the Farm Bureau that supports our local farmers and ranchers that we bring in the first Saturday of every month to talk about what's locally being harvested in uh, the great state of Arizona. And then for recipes and to find where you can pick up all the different uh, farm commodity products that are available, fillyourplate.org.
2: All right. Thank you. And thank you, Andy.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, guys.
0: Appreciate the time.